You are now listening to For the Record with Adian Loso. Episode one hey. of the Record Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts. I am AD. And I am Loso, in case you did not know so. <laughs> well, now they definitely know after that. I mean, hey. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> uh, we are excited to be back on the air right now. As you guys have known, it's, it's been quite a while, a while. A while since we've been on y'all lines, man. So uh, we're ecstatic to be back. So many things have transpired, you know, just obviously not only the course of life, but, you know, throughout the journey of music right now. And uh, right. we're back in action. We're ready to talk to y'all about it. We're back, man. We are, like AD said, super excited. We missed the hell out of y'all. We talked all the time about, like, how we could not wait to get back to recording, man. And, Season two is here. We back, man. So, and we promise next time we will not be gone this long. So, thank you guys so much for rocking with us and and being patient. But goddamn it, we back at this time. You hear me? It's so wild because, like, when we really thought about it, it was like, bro, so many things were just happening, and and me and you was just like going back and forth, sending like whether it be news articles. We still sending songs. Like, if y'all don't know this, like, music is definitely a love language. I, I love this man, y'all. Like I, we be, I send this man songs like throughout the day, just randomly throughout the movie. He like, what yep. the fuck is this? Or, <laughs> All the time. And so, man, yeah. it's, it's interesting just to see like how much music has evolved, even with just a short period of time that we have, you know, stopped season one. So we could not wait to get back in action to speak on it, man. Seriously, it's it's a pleasure to be in front of y'all. Man, it, it really, really is. And it's a motherfucking blessing, dude. Um, a little bit after last year, once we started recording and, <clears throat> you know, started doing our own thing, we actually had the pleasure of being a guest on another podcast. So if you guys remember from season one, we had East Seats on. Um, Grammy Award winning East Seats. Uh, he, actually has a, <laughs> he actually has a podcast of his own um, with Melissa Cherie. It's called, actually called For the Artist. So they had me and AD on, and uh, it was such a dope experience, man, not to only be featured on their podcast, but just the uh, the energy, the conversation, and everything was just really, really dope, man. Absolutely, man. Um, I remember sending Lowe's this gift. <laughs> this little girl, the little girl was saying, I'm real, real famous. Y'all, that's how I felt. Like, it was just a mood. Like, we're being invited you know, on a Grammy award-winning artist podcast, like, and they just made us feel at home, man. We had great discussion. You know, like Lebo said, they really, you know, wanted to delve into our background and, you know, the premise of our show, and, you know, they did an excellent job, you know, curating an experience for us, and we were just ecstatic to be on their platform, so thanks so much to us, Eric Sweets, and and also to his his podcast co-host, Melissa, for having us. That was an absolute pleasure. Absolutely, absolutely. So, AD man, let the people know um, 
what what's been going on with you? You know, since since we we last spoke, since we last you know left off, we had the episode in August on our final episode of the finale, the I guess the expose episode to where we interviewed each other and we kind of talked about some things. So, what have you been doing um, within this time? Let the people know what's been going on. People, 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 sweet baby Jesus, I have been living as you all have been doing and just little day by day, just trying to, day after day, just trying to <laughs> hang on, y'all. It's been crazy. You know, obviously, we're still within another time frame of the Panini. It's not going nowhere. The Panda Express is here, obviously. <laughs> so, you know, I know for me, I had really just begun modeling at the time. I had started out on in that venture, something that I've always wanted to do. Um, and since then, um, I've actually, I modeled in Philly fashion week. I did that. Um, I modeled for four designers in that venue. I also just did a fashion show this past weekend, um, for a magazine that's published in Philadelphia as well. Um, I went out for a show for New York fashion week. Unfortunately, I didn't get selected, but I did go out for it. So, you know, I'm just every accolade that I can get, I've been meeting more models, more photographers, more designers, and it's it's such a network and it's, you know, it's something that I've never done before. That's just been a very, just <clears throat> an amazing experience. I'm just, you know, so ecstatic that I was selected for, you know, the spots that I have been selected for. And, and literally I got goals set for, for that. I'm trying to be in them Savage Fenty draws. I already bought them. Listen, Rihanna, <laughs> Riri, go. I'm trying to be on your show. Okay. That is a huge goal for me. Uh, so, <laughs> Uh, that has been the biggest thing. Uh, another thing, I got COVID within the interim of this time. Um, as you oh, guys man. know, like I said, the paninis going on. I got COVID in December, man, and that really rocked my world. Um, I will say, man, if you have not, um, you know, had COVID, it's it's a totally different, you know, sickness than what you're used to. Not only do you have, you know, the physical uh, side effects, but then just the mental anguish that you experience because of the unknown factors and things that you have heard could happen to you. So um, that was definitely a life altering experience. It definitely taught me, man, you know, this is, this life is precious, man. Go for what you want, live your life and fuck what a hater got to say about it. If you ain't paying bills, fuck your ass. So I say that to say going forth within this time frame now, man, uh, I'm currently awaiting to hear if I got accepted into grad school. Um, so I'm waiting on that. I wanted to give y'all a little bit more of like our personal lives this time, just because, you know, we people too. We we going through right. changes day by day, just like y'all are, you know, ups and downs, disappointments and accomplishments. And, you know, we people. So, you know, I'm just trying to live my life, man. My birthday is coming up this Saturday. It's Aquarius season, baby. Hey. We, got this, we got this thing. Anybody know me knows my birthday is my favorite holiday. Um, So I'm just super ecstatic. Um, Again, I love using that word. It's so, so good. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just I'm, I'm very happy man anytime around my birthday man I'm always just in a great space so I'm I'm really excited that we're coming back especially in the queer season right before my birthday I just have this new found you know wind of hope beneath my wings man I just see so much coming for the future man so that's what's been going on with me man you know go ahead tell me what's been going on with you man well well, first of all man let's 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 go back to you for just a minute so um we're going to go back just a little bit. So I, I want to say, man, I'm extremely proud of you, man, for going after your goals. And, you know, you killed it in the fashion show. I seen your pictures. I seen some of the videos. Shit was dope as fuck. So extremely proud of you for that. Um, New York Fashion Week maybe didn't work out, but it is going to work out. So we're going to go ahead and, and speak that into existence. 
because you're most definitely going to walk on the runway one day, man. You're most definitely going to walk in it, and uh, you're definitely going to be a savage Fendi model. Um, so, yeah. Brianna, I'm trying to get in them draws. I'm trying to get in re draws. Literally, even though she's preggers, she still want to get in the draws. <laughs> uh, dude, we will but, but yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm I'm proud of you, dude. You're most definitely gonna you go get in. You go get in, into the grad school too, man. Everything's gonna work out. And uh, hell yeah, man, this your your birthday is coming up this weekend. And I was just thinking, like <clears throat> when we first started the show. We started it during Aries season, and season two, it started doing the Aquarius season. Ain't that dope? I like how this is going. I like how you yeah. that, and, and you brought yeah. that to life. Exactly right. And, yes, and sir. I, I'm trying to. I still feel the type of way just hearing and thinking about Rihanna being pregnant. I mean, there are so many of us that just. Well, of course, we're happy for her, but it's like it's like that final thing of saying, like, damn, Rihanna ain't never gonna be with me in that way that I want her to be. Yeah, it hurts. It definitely absolutely hurts. devastated. But you know. Everything happens for a reason. We're we're def we're definitely 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 happy for um, Riri and a Sappington. Absolutely, man. <laughs> but um, I guess me, man, I have been um, I've been kind of busy. Like at first, things were just kind of slow. I was just kind of chilling. Um, I ended up being nominated for top Black Forty Under Forty in Nashville. Hello. Um, so that was um. It, it was a shocker, but a hub. It was also um, just an eye-opening experience for me just to kind of realize how much I actually did while I was in Nashville from um, parties to events to doing albums to podcasts to charity events, just all different types of things. So um, I, I, I was super, super, super happy about that. I actually ended up going, I uh, went back to uh, collaborate with my Nashville Noise people. Of course, you know, you guys, I did a, a podcast before. Uh, so they're actually on the radio now. So I had to, I went on their show and we kind of reunited. That was a really, really fun experience. Um, shout out to Greg and shout out to Crystal. Uh, it's funny, every time I go on their show, I have to make sure that I don't curse because they're on the radio now. That's a, <laughs> a, big, <laughs> a big difference. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that I really... Um, I really love about a podcast because you can just kind of say what the fuck ever you want to say, but on radio, you know, you have to, I guess you can say what you want to say, but you just have to kind of keep it PG 13 ish. So, uh, but again, it's, it's always a, a, a beautiful time with them. Um, so that was really cool. Um, I started putting out information uh, about doing another compilation album. Uh, the compilation album is going to be centered around self-care. I've already had some artists and some submissions in, uh, I kind of have how I want the album to be structured. Um, the title of the album is going to be called The Art of Love. So it's going to be self-care, but of course, also it's going to be centered around love as well. So uh, i just been working on that. Uh, I guess the biggest thing is I am no longer in Nashville. I'm currently in Houston, Texas. So I just moved. Um, Damn, okay. And yeah, that's... Um, it's been an, an adventure already. Well, <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. H-town Hattie. There you go. <laughs> I'm an H-town Hattie. I'm an H-town Zaddy now. Your thing, man. Your <laughs> thing. That's amazing. And the move is a major, major thing, man. People don't realize it's a, it's a transformation. It's a new journey. It's a new beginning, man. But yeah, yeah. Like I've moved before, um, and it was just like from the small town from, I'm from that I'm from to Nashville, but. 
this time I did like a move move. So right. yeah, it's um it's completely different. Uh, my mental has really kind of been just like all over the place, like with being in like a different area and things like that. So um kind of you know just kind of getting used to that getting back in the groove of things um going back to the the 4040 event it was really cool you guys ad came down um for the celebration and uh we got to you know kick it hang out groove to some music man and just kind of enjoy each other enjoy you know all my friends that came my family everybody there just it was just a really really good black excellence party it was black it was it was cool. amazing it was it was really cool, man. I it really, it. really was. I remember posting about it. I hadn't been in the South in a minute, I think, prior to that. And like I remember they uh, I just was like watching from our section and it was these women they were doing the, the line dance. Um you know that bunny hop. Dance. The bunny no, hop. It wasn't the bunny hop. It was that other dance uh, where you like take two steps forward and then one step forward to the left and then two steps back and then one step back. Oh, um, what is the name of that? I know what you're talking about yeah. because I think I think you posted a video over the side. I did because I was, yeah. I mean the women were gorgeous, but I just kept looking like them, at them doing the dance, and I recorded it because it was just such a such an uh, an ode to the culture, bro. I was fucking with it, like it was just a vibe. You know, everybody was just in there in good spirits, and you know, really just celebrating. You know, the nominees, and I felt honored. You know, to be seeing you you know, actually receiving this, you know, one of these accolades and, you know, being around your friends and, and, and them really just, you know, really seeing, you know, the the shine in you and really just respecting you for your hustle, man. So I was I was elated to be a part of it actually, man. Well appreciate that, man. I'm 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 really glad that my friends got to meet you because, you know, as you guys know, me and A D met in a in a group meet. And we actually met in person like last May. So, you know, when I started doing this podcast, they were like, who is AD? Who is AD? I'm trying to figure out, figure out who AD nigga. was, you know. I'm, I'm that nigga. <laughs> What's happening? What? Big Daddy? That's who I am. <laughs> now they know. Now they know. They definitely know who you are now, man. But yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. That was a, um, it was a, a really, really, great experience something that i was not expecting at all and honestly you know i i did i i knew that i wanted to put together another project and i was eventually going to work on that um but i had no idea that i didn't see any of that coming i just you know felt okay well you know we're not going to be doing the podcast so i'm just going to be i guess chilling you know i don't really have any plans for doing anything so that started and um yeah the ball just i guess started rolling from there like i decided to move and um do this that and the third so yeah man um everything is 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 looking pretty good and um uh, i'm ready to see um where this next season in both of our lives is gonna go i know it's gonna go up and we're gonna be stuck up there and we ain't, we ain't coming down man we're not coming down absolutely man well listen uh now y'all done caught up with us in our lives you know y'all see you know we're, we're still out here living we're breathing you know, one of us survived COVID. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we glad to be back with y'all. Yeah, man. So uh, let's take a break, and then we will return to you guys with some major music news that we missed over the time. All right? 
What's happening in? Yo, it's your boy AD, one of your co-hosts for For The Record. Yo, check me and my boy Loso out as we discuss music in the windows, pop culture, great music, and who your mama and them used to bump back in the day. Yo, so check out For The Record podcast. New episodes dropping every Wednesday. All right? Peace. And we are back, you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Uh, we're going to go over some music news uh, of things that actually happened while we were away. So just going to kind of go over a few major events. One being one of my favorites, Adele. She um with her fourth album. And if you know uh, the trend that she's been going on, you can kind of guess the name of it. It is 30. Um, her 30 did come out uh, in November, actually. Um, in, in true Adele style, of course, she always kills it. Um, AD, let me get your take on the album first before we get started. It was definitely more of... A vast genre in the mix that she normally does. Um, you know, you can definitely tell with the production that's definitely involved. It was very personal. Um, you know, I loved hearing, you know, her son on the track My Little Love. I love that song. Um, I yeah. Love these artists do songs, you know, for, for their kids and with their kids, just like Beyonce did with the variety song. Um, I love that. Um, very personal, though. I'm, I, I mean, who isn't a fan of Adele? I mean, we know these things. It's a, it's a given. Uh, but I thought the album was great. You know, um, I know it's one of her, you know, lowest selling, you know, records, but you know, it's Adele either way. It's going to sell. I mean, to just, to still be at the bottom of greatness is still greatness. So, um, amazing album. I love 30. Right, right, right. And, and I'm kind of there with you. Um, when I first heard easy on me, I was like, okay, this kind of sounds like typical Adele, but when you hear the album, yeah. it takes you somewhere completely different. Um, like you did state, it was kind of a mixture of genres. Now, as far as the the lowest selling album thing, because when I sing, I was like, well, that can't be right. So the thing is, uh, the album that Adele put out kind of shattered all these records because Adele did not release that particular album, which was 25. It was not released on any streaming services until a later date. So she just basically did like straight sales. This album was released with sales and streaming services. Right. Still sold an amazing amount, even in physical copies on the first week. But it was, of course, lower than the previous album because, again, you know, if, if you have streams, you have to have so many streams, it's going to album sale. And I think it's like 1,500 streams. So that's why it happened to be lower. But again, like you said, um, a, amazing album. I feel like everybody fucks with Adele. Um, it was a, a really, really big comeback because everybody's been kind of waiting on her. Um, and, you know, of course, she did a thing. Um, her song, Easy On Me, still on the charts. Uh, I think it's had 11 weeks at number one. So it kind of broke her uh, record that she did have previously, which was 10 weeks. Um, and I think she is the second artist to Mariah Carey. Album and a both chart number one at least 10 weeks. So that's really, really big. Shout out to her, man. Major things. All right. So um, the next one, I'm not sure if you guys remember. This was, take us, let's go back to what was it, September? Labor Day weekend, around that, close to Labor Day. Let's, uh, let's go back yes. around that way. Uh, Yeezy, um, as we know, he's been in the, in the headlines, you know, heavily. But around this time, it was more so because we were waiting and waiting and waiting for him to drop. Literally. Uh, I remember around this time, I just, it was such a little glimmers here and there. Then he was doing 
what was it like the Apple Music uh, viewings and stuff of like yes. concerts, and then he had Kim K come out. Like, yeah. the listen, the marketing for Donda was astonishing. Yes, I really loved it. Now, where he fucked up with us was it kept taking too damn long, and we don't like that shit, Yeezy. We don't want that shit. Put that shit out, my boy. If you gonna keep right. hits and whatnot, I mean, it was. I just remember. I remember he had Marilyn Manson on the porch with him that time, and what's her name? Shinsa? Is that her name? Shinsia? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I remember the girl because people had thought it was Rihanna at first, right? But it wasn't her. But I remember you talking about. I just don't know her name. Yeah, it's Shinsia or Shinsa. She got that song with Meg right now called "Make It Up" or something. Wap Wap Junior is what I call it. Hey. I like it. <laughs> love it. But yeah, it was it was a lot of hype around Donda and then it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back. But you know who did not play with us? And that was that boy Drake Drizzy. And he did drop Certified Lover Boy. Now, this was putting these two albums and pitting them against one another. And it really, really took me back to that time frame when Kanye was going against 50 Cent. Now, if y'all remember that era, that was back in like 106 in Park days. I remember they did like this little face off, you know what I'm saying, where they were standing each other in the face down, like, you know how boxers be doing. But that was when um, Kanye, of course, was coming out with Graduation and 50 Cent was coming out with Curtis. Um, right. Y'all may know 50 Cent right now for Power and, and you know, all the, the shows. But back in my day, 50 Cent was a rapper and yeah. 50 was running things. He was heavy when Fifty came out in two thousand three with Get Richard Dottron. It was a it was a bop, bro. Like Fifty was running things for sure, and um, it was really really cool to just kind of see the dynamic between them and how people were choosing sides. This was the verses before the verses, exactly. You know, if you guys remember back then, I ain't gonna go through too much of accolades, but Yeezy slaughtered. I ain't gonna say slaughtered, but he definitely manhandled uh, Fifty Cent. And yeah, and, and graduation was a better album than Curtis. I mean, Curtis had Curtis had a few bobs, but it wasn't it wasn't giving what it was supposed to give. So Yeezy definitely took over in that, but not this time. No, no, no. CLB definitely definitely handled um, Donda. And again, I, again, when CLB dropped, you know, Drake had did kind of really cool marketing schemes as well. I remember he was doing the billboards in the different major cities and was like. Your hometown hero is on CLB. Like I remember, he had that for Chicago with like Lil Durk, and I remember, of course, he had it in Atlanta with with Thugger and Future. Of course, so that yep. was really cool. I remember people were reposting that, and it just it really had you really excited, you know, for CLB and just like the pregnant emojis. Like it was dope. Um, at the end of the day, though, uh, you know, CLB obviously you know took the lead on this one. Um, he had all ten. He had ten songs on the Rolling Stones songs chart. Um, in the first week, he had sold 595,000 copies of CLB versus uh, Kanye's Donda selling 313,000. Um, and and again, Donda landed at number two. Like it, it wasn't it wasn't a bad album. Great album, still. No, um, now hold on, hold on now. It was a good Donda album. landed at number one. They didn't come out the same week. They came out different weeks. Donda true. absolutely landed at number one. Don't do Kanye now. We ain't doing yay. Who been a Yay fan? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a Drake fan. Get it right now. Thanks. Well, thanks for correcting me. Excuse me. Absolutely. Because uh, when CLB came out, Donna definitely went to number two. So let's also state it that. did. Okay. Yeah, it did. So things, so things happen. That's okay. so yeah. I, I, I give credit. I give credit. Donda um, most definitely went to number two, which is 
that's fine. I mean, I kind of feel like that was expected. It's Drake. Drake is huge. Kanye also does not have a following that he used to have because he's a maniac. So there you have it. But Drake is fucking, Drake is huge. These kids love Drake. Everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like Lisa said on Instagram, every girl that went to college loves Drake. Daniel. But I mean, I mean, CLB, bro, was very, now that I even go back and listen to, I mean, it was a, it was a hard hitter bop at first, but then when I go back and listen to some of the tracks, you know, I see what it was like, Race My Mind is, is my absolute favorite off of that album. And it wasn't at first, initially, of course, Way Too Sexy was like my first favorite. I just, I, even now I have to take my shirt off when it comes on, but <laughs> like, you know, when I go back and just listen, Fountains with Tim's, I love that song. Drake I love Tim. He always got this little Caribbean bop that always just pops. So I love that. But yeah, man, no friends in the industry. That was, I love it when he goes hard like that in the paint and knife talk. I mean, he had good tracks. Donda, um, praise God was immediately my favorite. I love that he had it yes, um, in the beginning, just that little, you know, epilogue of her in the beginning speaking and he wrote speaks to the, and, and it just, it's, it's such a, a vibrant, just empowering, Song, I love that song. Right, remote control, of course, was uh, I love that song too. Um, Hurricane, I love that. I mean, Donda had tracks too. Again, I was just getting annoyed with how long it would take for him to drop it. Yeah, play with us like that. Don't play it. So shout out to them. Both big years, obviously for them. And apparently, Donda too is in production with Future at the helms. So you know that excites me. Toxic King himself making your album. I vote yes. Well, and okay, let me let me say this because a lot of people are getting confused. So, Future is actually going to executive produce the album, which means he gets the final say so on which tracks go on the album. So he's not actually like making any beats for the album. That's what a lot of people are thinking. Like, right. Future is actually making the album. I mean, he technically is putting it together, but it's not any of of his. You know, he's beats that he's making, right? Yeah, right. So, um, but an executive producer like on a Kanye album being future like that is huge. It just, it just gives so many thoughts as to like I'm immediately just thinking some trap. God out here trapping, yeah. rolling dice in the squats of Atlanta. That's what yeah. I, I think. So many thoughts, and it excites me. <laughs> um, yes, I am right there with you. I am right there with you. Um, you know, like I did state, of course, everybody knows I'm really not a Drake fan. I am a huge Kanye fan. The thing that I did not like was I, I, I don't, I just don't like the album with all these features. And this just even Kanye again. I'm a huge Kanye fan. I don't like an album with all these features. I mean, I kind of feel like features are cool, but it's just kind of like, come on, right. like, and with me even being a Kanye fan, like, you know, I, I like some of the some of the album. You know, it's cool, but. The features kind of, it's just, it just makes it all over the place for me. It's just a lot going on. Um, we'll say for the songs that I heard on Drake's album, yeah. Um, Drake kind of did it better as far as the album really not being all over the place, as far as it being like a cohesive project. Yes, I am saying something good about Drake. But I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm just keeping it real. It's just what it is. Like, you know, if you're going to do features, do features right. Just don't throw people on the album. Kanye, again, was had us lagging week after week after week after week, like with this album. And you kept taking people off. You kept adding people. It just it just it, just, it was just too much. 
and a lot of drama encompassed that that kind of took away yes. from the actual music. You know, I remember him, right. him and Chris Brown had gotten into it and thing with him. So like, it was a whole bunch going on. So Soldier like, Boy, like it was right. just too much. Way too much. Um, but shout out to them, major albums. You know, I, I was excited for the music as always. Yeah, yeah, two more major albums that was huge coming out last year. Um, another thing that that finally happened last year, after twenty years, Aaliyah's full, full, full catalog became available, Ooh. along with Tank, Tony Braxton's album that was under Aaliyah's uncle's label, um, JoJo's first two albums, um, Timbaland's solo album, and then Timbaland and Magoo's album. So that was kind of a big thing. Um, I, I kind of felt the way because everybody knows I love Aaliyah and I already had all of Aaliyah's music on my phone. So I wasn't really pressed for it. I was excited for the people who hadn't really never heard Aaliyah to hear it, but I was not happy with how it went because Aaliyah's family didn't approve of the music being out. So that kind of, that kind of sucked. I, I kind of feel, um, but uh, I, you know, it's, it's out now. There's really nothing that could be done about it. Um, it has been doing really, really well. I think like Aaliyah and Taylor Swift were the only artists last year to have three albums um, go number one on iTunes. Um, so that was kind of big. Like when her album came out, like she was just really, really selling a lot and, and things like that. So, I mean, it was cool, but I kind of feel like, you know, with the family not being behind it, it really just kind of split a lot of people up so you had like a, a people who were really really excited and people who were like well you know i'm not going to stream it because i don't want to give her uncle um any more power than he already has that fucking animal um, yeah that's really what it's about man um that dude's really just milk doing anything for money bro and it's just yeah it's definitely a stain upon the legacy of Aaliyah, and it's you know it's heartbreaking in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Because I do remember him. I think I heard about this on another podcast actually, but I do remember, you know, Tony's album that was under that being released, and it's just like, mm-hmm. wow, like... <laughs> and even Tony, JoJo, um, both of them were like, do not stream it. Right. Tank, on the other hand, was behind it. But I'm gonna, I, I, like I tell people, Tank is a songwriter. So Tank getting paid regardless. Which people say. He's gonna get paid. It, it, was, it was on the Uncle's label. He was gonna get paid regardless, so of course, that's why he's like, well, hell yeah, you know, if this is going to bring me more money, if this is going to, you know, show people, hey, this is where I started, then go for it. So, you know, he was going to get paid regardless. So I guess that's why he really wasn't, um, you know, one of those people who wasn't for it. Uh, Timbaland was for it, obviously. Missy Elliott wasn't on the label, but she wasn't for it. Uh, even though, again, you know, Missy Elliott was a part of Leah's One in the Million album and then her final studio album. So she's going to get paid, obviously, for, you know, production and writing and things like that. But she still wasn't for it because the family was against it. Right. Um, and then I think like maybe a few months after that, here comes a new Aaliyah song oh, with the weekend. Yeah. Called Poison. It is God awful. I mean, I haven't heard it, but I remember when they were talking about the song coming out. Listen, I'm a weekend fan, Aquarius King. Shout out to him. But I didn't want that. I'm like, Aaliyah doesn't. That, that's not needed. That is yeah. not needed. You know, you, you, you just can't put people together. Yeah, it's un- and it's unnecessary. Leah's name right. wait anyway, but I felt like they were doing it because you know the weekend obviously is this major pop star. Right, 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 right. right. So you want that? You want all of his you know fandom behind it, but it's unnecessary. And they're like right. let Aaliyah's legacy and her fandom stay in the lane that it is in. 
and it doesn't right. become tainted because that those are two totally different sounds, bro. Like totally different. And and I'm not saying that it couldn't work, but I kind of feel like you know she's not here, so she can't physically go into the studio and do anything because they could possibly make together. But now you have unreleased vocals from her and then you have him going to add some vocals and and I mean, you just can't put things together because it honestly sounded I'm going to tell you how bad it was. Mike Dean was one of the producers on the song. They had to release another version of the song because the first one they released on uh, like streaming services it wasn't mastered correctly. There was like cackling and crackling in the background. It just it sounded awful. And I'm just like, why would you release something like that and then say, oh, well, it was a mistake. The wrong version was released. And then they released the, the I guess, the clear version. Right. And it still, it doesn't, it doesn't sound, th- there's no love in the song. There's no chemistry at all. It's just like, okay, Aaliyah, blah, 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 blah. Weekend. weekend, ha, 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 ha. I mean, it's just like, this is going back and forth. It just, it, it really just made no sense. So, yeah, man, there's supposed to be a new album uh, that they're working on uh, with Neo, Snoop Dogg, Chris Brown, Drake. So, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I wish they'd just leave him alone, but, you know, he's going to do whatever the hell he wants to do. And, you know, let's just move on because this, this shit is just, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, anyway, moving right along. Something else huge that happened last year, Britney Spears was finally freed. Free that woman, boy. After all these years, man, she's free. Now, I may get some people that may be mad at me for what I'm about to say, but I'm sorry, I got to say it. I have to say it. I feel like maybe not her father, obviously, because he was just a, a piece of shit. I feel like somebody still needs to maybe be over Britney, yeah, because she mentally she's not good, and I'm not trying to be funny. Uh, I, I hope this that no one takes this the wrong way because I don't play about mental mental health. Mentally, she's not good. Like she she released a video of her singing and she's literally screaming, sounding like a cat is dying. Again, I'm not being funny. If you've heard it and you think it sounds good, there's something mentally going on. Uh, you know, people were. People were pissed off at Miley Cyrus because Miley Cyrus commented under the, the, the post and said, vocal Bible. And I'm just like, Miley, uh, come on. It's probably her vocal Bible. Um, come on now. Well, listen, <laughs> let me tell you something now. Miley isn't like the best, but she sounds better than that. No, you know I love Miley Cyrus. Don't you know? Like, but uh, but yeah, I mean, like, uh, she <laughs> no, she is just like mentally, she's just not. So someone should kind of still monitor, I feel. Well, yeah, that's none of my business. Uh, her and her sister have been in the news a lot the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Her sister did an interview. Um, Brittany says her sister's lying. The sister said Brittany did this. Like, it's just a it's fucking a clusterfuck of, of shit going on. It is absolutely insane. Um, they even got into it because she, Brittany, felt like that her sister um, didn't have her back when her and Justin broke up and said that her sister was her sister and her friends were dressed like Christina Aguilera and they wouldn't play with her. And I'm just like, well, when Brittany and Justin dated, Brittany was a grown-ass woman, so what do you mean they wouldn't play with you? But that's what I mean when I say there's something mentally kind of still going on. So prayers for Brittany. I I really hope that she gets some some serious help because I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Brittany come back. I feel like she can come back 
She can kill it. There are a lot of people on her side. There are people that are fucking with her. She can really come back and kill the shit. I'm not but gonna, she she has to get it together. I'm not going to disagree with you. Um, I think Britney is. I feel like Britney's in that space if she got back into the right frame and into that, you know, element of where she was. I back to again with the Las Vegas Las Vegas residencies, things like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She deserves, you know, an, an accolade of that, you know, climate. Um, I've been seeing it just on Instagram with her taking pictures of being butt booty naked in the bathroom. <laughs> she recently got married uh, to some man. Um, and so I think it's difficult to put a censor on someone now who has found their newfound freedom, but also someone who has a life. She has children. Right. She's married. I mean, she is a grown woman, but she is. What I don't know what the fuck she is doing with her legacy. I just right, Brittany. For Molly to comment the vocal Bible one, which is you know completely idiotic, but I mean, <laughs> um, right, Brandy is the fucking vocal Bible. Let's get it. Let's let's be real now. State the facts. Give people their things, Molly. Don't 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 do that. Um, but I digress. Um, you know Britney's influence is just it's magnetic. I mean you. In our generation, I mean, me growing up, man, Britney was it. Britney was an icon. Britney is an icon, period. And, um, yeah. you know, her influence is just, it's apparent. I don't know any, right. I don't know any white woman that has not taken any, you know, any tidbit from Britney Spears. Right. <laughs> like, Britney was in movies. I mean, she was everything, bro. It right. was Britney and Christina, but that was like the little versus thing then. But Britney was on the scene, bro. I'm telling right. you. Because Britney was more of the entertainer. Christina exactly. had the vocals. Was the singer. But yeah. the singer, exactly. Mm-hmm. Britney was that entertainer, man. And I'm just, I mean, I immediately think of like 2001, um, 2003, that era. But I mean, even prior to that, the Mickey Mouse Club, like Britney was it. So I would love right. to see her come back into her, her glory, you know, times and period. Um, and just, you know, figure out this mental space that she's in. I hope that, it, you know, maybe the father <laughs> was... <laughs> Maybe he was on to something, but maybe he, you know, maybe somebody a little less controlling in that sense. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I feel. Monitor, somebody that's not monitoring her, you know, cycles and stuff like that and controlling right. if she can have babies or not, you know. Right. You know, that was a little weird. Um, right. But I digress. Um, Brittany, we wish the best for you. Um, you're an icon. Of course, you're a white queen. You're one of the whitest queens of queens. And we vote yes. <laughs> so, moving on, we are going to speak of the queen. Ladies and gentlemen, another major, major um, entity that happened in the music world, it actually happened in 2022, we're in the midst of it now, is the release of the long-awaited Janet Jackson documentary. Um, Y'all, I honestly, and it may just be me, it may be, I've always respected who Janet Jackson is, but a documentary, especially when they're involved, just gives you such a deeper insight to who this person is and yes. what they have contributed. Janet Jackson has been entertaining us for almost five decades. That's 50 years for you people who don't know what a decade is and won't use your iPhone. I could not. 50 years? And when you just... I started watching the documentary. I don't know what the fuck's going on on my TV, but anyway, I started watching the first part of the documentary when I was getting my hair dyed, and it was on, and I was like, whoa, like... Janet really was out here, like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of it was, you know, in the beginning, overshadowed just due to her being, you know, the younger siblings of the Jackson Five. 
And when you watch the documentary, you know, I, like I said, I saw the beginning of the first part and just seeing like how they speak of, you know, the Jackson 5 and how major of an impact the Jackson 5 had when they first emerged. But then, of course, Michael, that became a thing because Michael Jackson, of course, is a huge, iconic pop star, obviously. Right. And that was kind of being put pitted together. But then you, the, docu- really, re- the documentary really makes you empathize with the love and yes. familial interactions that they have with one another it's not a battle that's that's her brother that's her older brother and he's you know that's his younger sister and you see the love and even when they were speaking about joe jackson like you know in our minds we're thinking joe jackson is you know basically a terrorist i mean you know we thought you know he was beating his kids to stardom you know we didn't really see you know the mindset of why he was so hard on them to achieve success. Right. And, you know, you see the background of where they come from, Gary, Indiana, that shit rough. That shit was rough, nigga. I was like, oh my God, like, the screen went a little gray. I was like, yes. Like, Gary, Indiana is like one of the, it was one of the roughest neighborhoods in the country. Like, had the highest murder rate. And so, you know, to keep nine kids in line, especially when you see such a profound amount of talent in them. You know, you know, Janet and she had her brother Randy on there, but they were just speaking of how much, you know, he really kept them on a path to greatness and they thank him for that. And I've never seen that. You know what I'm saying? That's not, you know, any of the impression I had from it. But the doctor I can't wait to finish it up once my T V starts acting correctly, man. Um there are four episodes. Each one is an hour long. It's actually, you know, the celebration uh, of her first album. So her first album came out in uh, 1982. It was self-titled Janet Jackson. Um, it's streaming on Lifetime and A&E. So I know they cut her a big-ass check. My exactly. first album was like, yeah, I was like, why didn't HBO get this? But, you know, they was probably trying to play with Janet Money. Don't play. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it just shows, you know, this was like this is like five years in the making. They started this in 2017. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I think that they have done, you know, so far <clears throat> a really great job. Janet Jackson, if you guys don't know, she has 11 studio albums. Seven of those are, you know, were number one um, on the Billboard uh, Top 200 chart. Um, she's been in six movies, three TV series. I know y'all remember her being Penny from Good Times. Oh, no. Just that. I don't remember that. And she <laughs> has nine concert tours. So, I mean, this woman is an incredible, incredible talent. Um so much influence has been dispersed to a younger generation from Janet Jackson. Right. And, um, I, I'm really excited to finish this documentary. And to I can't wait to you finish so we can talk about it. Yeah, because if y'all, Janet is really private. If, if yeah. She is a huge superstar, but we don't really know that much about Janet. Like, right. we really don't. Like, you think you know about Janet, but you really don't know Janet like that. And so I am very elated to see this in-depth, you know, depiction of her life or, you know, you know, the actual statements of her life. I, I really want to get an insight as to who she is. Um, so I'm excited, man. If you guys have not seen it, please check it out. Um, you know, it broke records. Um, and obviously, yeah. you know, Janet's streams went up, up, up through the roof um, <laughs> once the documentary came out. You know, what I remember from Janet was just, you know, Pleasure Principle, Control, uh, Rhythm Nation, obviously. Um yeah. You know, those are things old school Janet, of course, but man, Janet just, when I really thought back and, and sat back and thought about it, Janet has really went through generation and generation and been on top 
in each of those generations, man. So shout out to her. Yeah, it was a uh, man. It, it it was a beautiful documentary. I will say that it um, I mean from from tears to laughter. Honestly, it was really really good. I recommend everyone who hasn't seen it to please watch it. Super dope. Super 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 dope. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, we have come to another segment of the podcast. Um, now, if you guys are not, you know, familiar, obviously, you know, the biggest night of music is the Grammys, obviously. Um, they were postponed this year. They were supposed to actually be held last Sunday, I think it was, mm-hmm. 31st. I remember, that's my niece's birthday. Shout out to my baby girl, Riley. Hey, happy birthday. Oh my God, bro, she's 16 now. Like, I feel old Man. as fuck. Man. I digress. Shout out to her. But yes, Um. so the Grammys will now be held on April the 3rd of this year in 2022. Um. So we want to kind of get into the biggest categories, you know, the ones that we really, you know, fuck with. And we want to name, you know, some of the nominees and who we're going to think we're going to win. Um, so started off record of the year. Um, this is awarded to an artist as long as they're, you know, also their their musical engineers, the production behind it. Um, you know, some of the nominees, there were like maybe eight nominees in this. Um, the ones that stood out to me the most uh, were Kiss Me More by Doja Cat and Scissor, uh, featuring Scissor, I should say. Peaches. Uh, fe- with Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar and Giveon. Happier Than Never um, by Billie Eilish. Montero, Call Me By Your Name by Lil Nas X. Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. And Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. This is going to be very difficult. Yes. Every single one of these tracks, I mean, there are others that are nominated in this category that I just got to name, but I pulled the ones that resonated with me the most. I mean, this is huge. I mean, one, I just want to give a major shout out to the fact that Lil Nas X is nominated in this category. Um, he is nominated for multiple Grammys this year, but I love the fact, I mean, he's in the heavy hitter categories, bro. Like, shout out to him, shout out to his journey, his growth, man. And I love to see the representation. This is a young black man, and I, I want to see him win. I want to see him get his thing. Um, but then, of course, I go, obviously, to Billie Eilish. I mean, that song, first of all, that album, period. But that song itself gets played every day in my life love the song love the video everything the concept billy eilish is just you know clearly a force to be reckoned with no questions asked um then i go to kiss me more because that shit just is so catchy like it i didn't like it at first i didn't like it at first but now it's just so catchy and poppy and it's a little bop and you know of course i fuck with doja cat so you know i could see them getting it as well um Peaches was a big thing. Um, I like Justin's album. I, I know I spoke about it last season. I liked his mm-hmm. album. Um, this song I really didn't care for, but of course, you know, it, it, some songs are bops that are not my thing. I didn't really vote for that song. Um, the Driver's License song, I know you love that song, but I remember just the accolade it. that it was getting. Like, it was getting so much fame last year. Um, yeah. And Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, which is, you know, just an instant classic. I'm going to have to give this one to Billy. I'm going to have to give it to her, man. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm mad at it. I'm not mad at it. I love that song. And the album is amazing. Um, I wanted yeah. It's either Billy or uh, Lil Nas X. It's those two for me. Um, I wouldn't be mad if Lil Nas X got it either, but it's between those two. 
Um, I, I will say I remember when when Kiss Me More debuted, and we actually talked about it last season when it first came out. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I, I, I mean, Kiss Me More, like happier than ever. Driver's License, of course, was like one of my favorite. Uh, I'm not I'm not mad at Billie Eilish at all, uh, but I would love for Doja Cat and SZA to get it. I would love for them to get it. SZA deserves. SZA absolutely deserves. Um, not saying that Doja Cat doesn't. It's her song, but I kind of feel like that was such a dope collaboration. It was. The song is so dope. It samples. Let's get physical, physical, like. I'm I'm going to talk about it's 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 it was it was just an amazing song, yeah, and I think it's like the longest running female duo uh-huh. at the top ten and on the Billboard um, Hot uh, 100 charts. Yep. So yeah, it's uh it's it is it's still charting like it's still getting played. So I'm really really excited. But if I had to, I'm going to say two out of that one, it would be happy happier than ever. Billie Eilish, love love that song. Uh, but my uh, kiss me more. That that was um, an amazing one. And she make listen, bro. Doja is is the new it girl. Like it was Doja's year last year. After she released Planet Her, I mean, it, it it's really been the Doja wave. I mean, her performances have not missed. She has not missed. Um, she's I so give it fluid. that. She is so fluid and just so it's so artistic. You know, she, she's right. the new it girl. And um, right. you know, I, I wouldn't be mad if she got it either. I digress. The video was astonishing. I loved it, like I said. Um, yeah. But I just went personally. So, on to the next. <laughs> All right. So uh, the next one, album of the year. Now this uh, award, of course, it goes to the artist. It goes to any artist that is featured. It goes to the songwriters and also anyone that is dealing with any type of the production on the album. So if you're on an album, um. You could just get your first Grammy just being a feature artist, which I, I really think is dope. So um, the nominees on this one that kind of stood out for me uh, was Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Uh, they did a, a album, Love for Sale. Of course, the previous album they did together uh, did big things. Uh, we spoke about Justin album, Justice. Uh, and this is the Triple Chucks Deluxe. <laughs> Not really sure what the hell that I is. What the fuck is triple chocolate? I guess it's like another triple chocolate honeycomb cookie or whatever. I don't know. Just, just but anyway. Right. Doja Cat's album, Planet Her, of uh, the yes. Deluxe Edition, is actually um, on this category. Uh, Billie Eilish, her album, uh, titled Happier Than Ever as well, is on here. Um, another one, uh, Lil Nas X, Montero, his album is nominated. Nice. Um, Olivia Rodrigo, her album Sour. Um, and then two that were added at the last minute was Taylor Swift's Evermore and then Kanye West Donda. Yes. So, and also don't forget yeah. her and hers album is also nominated for this. Yeah, her. Mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just I just didn't call out love, but yeah. That was another one as well. Uh, John Batesty. I know album is called We Are We Are. Uh, so those were the total nominees on that one. Um, if I had to pick, I'm, I'm going to say the the albums out of this category that were in heavy rotation for me, obviously Donda and obviously Billie Eilish. Um, so if I had to pick between those, I mean, like I wouldn't be mad if Billie won. Um, I wouldn't be mad if Kanye won, but I think I'm going to give it more to Billie. But I kind of feel like 
I don't. I really don't want Kanye to go on stage if this man if he don't win. I really don't want that to happen. I want to give it to Billy Eilish. Um, if you go to like the Grammy, uh, Grammy page and they give like the list of nominations and everything, it'll basically list everyone mm-hmm. in these categories that's on part of the album that was in, whether they were engineer, featured artist, production, songwriter. It lists everyone. Billy Eilish and Tony Bennett. Um, have the shortest list. <laughs> the least. Like you literally have <laughs> Billie Eilish, Phoenix, who is her brother. Her brother, yeah. Um, you have the engineers and who's, that also, are, and who's also nominated. He's nominated yeah. for best new artist, which I was like, yeah, Whoa. yeah. His album was actually pretty good as well. Um, and then you have like people who mastered and mixed, and then you have the two songwriters, who is just Billy and Phoenix. So, you know, anyone who knows me huge I'm I'm really huge in, into songwriter so that was the thing for me so I'm gonna say for me uh, Kanye or Billy I'm just gonna leave it at that either one of those okay um for me and I just want to start out by saying I know why you didn't uh mention back of my mind for her oh. <laughs> just because it had a few I can't believe it's in here actually yeah I was shocked about that one yeah I, I think it need not be Nothing against her personally, but that album wasn't, it's not given album of the year. Um, <laughs> At all. Definitely not that. Um, but for me, okay, I'm going to give it, it's three of them for me. Billie Eilish, of course, uh, Happier Than Ever. Montero Lanaz X, because that album was a bop. And Doja Cat Planet Her, now the deluxe version. I will say this, um, I do absolutely love, I did notice that of how short, you know, the credits were for Billie Eilish and Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Um, which speaks volumes. That means these people actually doing this shit themselves. Yeah, they <laughs> putting their motherfucking work. Bingo, and that's, ta- that's talent. Um, for me, man, I'll start with Billy. Man, Billy's album was just so so aligned. It was composed very well. Um, the visuals for it were great. Um, I loved it. And I remember us having this debate about her and Tyler, the creator's album, of which one was better. I thought both of them for 2021. I, I couldn't choose. Um, I'm really surprised his isn't nominated for album of the year, to be honest. Um, but Montero was so that I expected it to be. I mean, just the tracks with Elton John. I mean, the one with Miley Cyrus. I mean, it, it, they were songs that transcend gen like genres you know what i mean like those were songs i know i'll hear in you know high paid movies you know stuff like that you know what i'm saying or like an hbo series it it was a really good infusions of sounds and it, it was just a good mix of genres i really like montero man so i'm li- i'm loving to see him get his accolades and then like i said planet her by doja cat um I keep going back to it because there are songs I missed. Um, Doja, like I mentioned before, she's in her vibe right now. She's in her bag. She's a new it girl. And that album, I think, really solidified a lot of things as far as giving her in this music industry, giving her that push to go forward. Um, so I wouldn't be upset at seeing her either. If I had to pick solely, though, I, I really would want Lil Nas X to win this, though. And that's just me. Okay. All right. So we're gonna go ahead into the next category, which is song of the year. <laughs> and now the now the difference between song of the year and record of the year, of course, record of the year, the artist, 
you know, production or whatever, they, you know, get the uh, award for the album, for the, for the song. For song of the year, it's an actual songwriter's award. Bingo. This is one of my favorite categories because, again, I am, I, I love a songwriter. Um, I'm kind of disappointed this year because as far as songwriting and some of these songs, I'm just like, how did it get this? Right. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> we're, 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 that's, that's a completely different story. So just to give a really, really quick rundown of this category, uh, we have Bad Habits by Ed Sharon, A Beautiful Noise by Alicia Keys and Brandy Carley. We have Driver's License, of course, by Olivia Rodrigo. We have Fight For You uh, by her and T- by her uh, and Tierra Thomas. Shout out to her. She was um, mm-hmm. featured on the Wale song, Bad. And they yep. actually got a, um, what is that, a, a Oscar, a Oscar uh, for that? For that uh that that song for the fight for you, oh yeah 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 I know you don't like an yeah or something yeah right? that they actually got that for for last year yeah so that was super nice. super dope um we have happier than ever again uh Billie Eilish we have kiss me more again you know Doja Cat and SZA uh leave the door open by Bruno Mars and um Anderson Pack which is Silk Sonic we have Matero by uh, Lil Nas X Peaches Daniel Caesar. Um and Giveon with Justin Bieber and then we have Right on Time with Brandy Carley. It's crazy. Brandy Carley is nominated twice in this category. So that's um wow, that's pretty dope. Um on this one, again, this is a, a song writers award. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it to motherfucker Billy Alice. There is no question. There is there, there there's no question about it. If I had to pick a number two though, oh I know what you're gonna say. If I had to pick a number two, that this is really this is gonna be di- really difficult because I really like this song, but there's another song that's gonna be like a close third. If I had to pick a number two, I'm gonna do Driver's License. Oh, the close third would be Live the Door Open. Bingo, and that's what I thought you were gonna go with for number two, but okay, I didn't see Driver's. I didn't see that coming. Okay. Yeah, Leave the Door Open. Uh, I kind of feel like was obviously a, a, a very very huge song. Um. But driver's license for what it's worth, I feel like it was a really, really good, real, well-written song. Um, you know, sometimes you have songs that are written and you'd be like, huh, I don't know if it's for that person. And I kind of felt that way about her because, you know, Olivia, she's just like one of these little Disney people. Disney is, yeah. Whatever. But I kind of feel like could have sang the hell out of that damn song. And it probably wouldn't have did what it did. So I'm not hating on her, but um, I, I absolutely love the song. But there is no question about it. Song of the year, it goes to Billy. Period. I am going to definitely agree with you. Definitely should be giving her things. Give it to Billy for song of the year. Absolutely. Um, second, I would have gave it to Leave the Door Open as well. I think that song was an instant classic. An instant yeah. classic back in the 70s and just that groove. And, you know, again, when you can play a song and you have <laughs> 50-year-olds dancing as, as well as 50-year-olds. <laughs> I think, I'm just saying, I mean, that really right. is powerful. <clears throat> because that is a song that it's somewhat universal in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, that there, I think that there's power in that. I thought the lyrics were great. I love seeing them perform it every time. I loved it. Um, so great song. And then I'm just looking, I'm like, why the fuck is Peaches even nominated for this? Like, what? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, that's, <laughs> like, that's why. That's my job. one thing with that category. <laughs> They lost me on that part. Moving on. Yeah. Um, but definitely the Billy. Shout out to her. Now, the next one. 
and we were going for his best new artist. Now, if you guys, you know, don't know, obviously, you know, this is a category for, you know, a new artist who's eligible and, you know, they're breaking records. And a lot of times when people win this award, it just catapults them into fame. I remember, I think her won it last year, didn't she? Was it her? Uh, it, it wasn't last year. I think she did win it, but it wasn't last year because she's, her has been nominated for a few years. Yes. But she I did remember, win it before. I remember one year she won it. It was literally like following that, she immediately felt <clears> like <throat> big success. She started yeah. doing a lot of commercial success. So, you know, a lot of artists find fame when they get this. Um, so who we have nominated for this category is a Rouge Aftab. I don't know who that is. Jimmy Allen, Baby Keen, which is dope. Phineas, who we were speaking of earlier, Billy Eilish's brother. Glass Animals, Japanese Breakfast. Mm, that's catchy. The Kid Leroy, Arlo Parks, Olivia Rodrigo, and so we now let me say this. Um because I was ecstatic when I read that that Baby Keem name was on here. Um, really dope rapper. He came out with this album. Was it last year? But it was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a good little bop, man. I, it was really unexpected, but um, I really liked the album. Yeah, I liked it a whole lot. I didn't expect that. Um, right. Because I'm not. A, I'm not a big rap fan in that sense. Right. You know what I'm Same. saying? So you know, trying out a new artist. It was. It was new. Uh, he was new for me. Um, the melodic blue. I had to look it up, but yeah, that was a, that's a really good album, man. Um, mm-hmm. I actually just saw one of his songs featured on Euphoria season two, um, so I was like, oh shit, he's making it big. But him, um, Phineas, I thought was really dope. Um, just seeing him get out, and get his own success. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even though he's had it under Billy, now you know it's his name under it. Um, the kid Leroy, um, he has that two of songs come to my head, which is that stay song with Justin Bieber. Um, and then also uh, Without You with Miley Cyrus. I fucking I love, love that, that damn song. song. Man, you put, you, you put me on that. I did. And it's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. But the biggest one to me out of this is Sweetie. And I say that because Sweetie, let me just say this. Because Sweetie has been all over the headlines for a lot of different things. And um, I really love the fact that we are seeing an artist take control of their narrative. You know, the whole thing happened last year, you know, with her and Quavo fighting in an elevator. And it really was kind of given that, like, she's about to be the poster child for domestic violence or something like that. She did not allow that to define who she was. Right. Power back, you know, started and just started getting in her fucking bag. Like, Sweetie was, like, head of, uh, you know, cosmetics line, and then she hosted that award show overseas, and um, she did that thing with uh, with Cher. I mean, like a Mac, like a Mac collaboration with Cher or something. Like, Sweetie is just in her fucking bag, bro, and, and it, it looks good, man. And to have a, a Grammy nomination for Best New Artist, even though I don't necessarily think that Sweetie's body of work is you know, comparable to some of these other artists in that mm-hmm. sense. I feel that if we're talking about someone's overall brand, then Sweetie would take the cake on this because, like I said, she has just really made a name for herself um, and really detached herself from any negative connotations. I really feel that way. Um, if I had to give it for somebody for artistry, though, I, I would give it to Baby King. That's just me. Um but like I just wanted to give that honorable mention to Sweetie because she really is eating the fuck 
out of everything. I don't know when it stops. You know, <laughs> I don't know when she stops. And I love to see it, man. So shout out to her, bro. Who you got for it? Yeah, I'm 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 definitely proud of Sweetie. I I need I need an album from her though. I just I can't I can't give it to her just because and I'm I'm pre- I don't know. I mean she may come out and I may like it, I may like it. I'm really not like a, a female rap fan like that. Uh and I'm really not a fan of her music. Like she's cool. Uh but I, I shout out to her. I'm glad she is nominated. If I had to pick, um I think I'm I'm gonna give it to Olivia. Baby King will definitely be second just based off of his album because I, I do really enjoy it. Uh but Olivia has really she's 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 had a fucking year. She is huge year. Um, you know, we discussed her album before and it's you know it's an okay album. I, I love that happier song. I still play the hell out of it. Uh but if I had to pick one, uh it would be definitely Olivia. Baby King would be a definite second. And Phoenix is right behind it because Phoenix's album is really well good as well. I don't know. Have, have you heard his album? I haven't. And I was it's really good. It's really, really good. It's really, really good, a good album. It is good, yeah. Okay. Well, now we're on to the next. Um this is pet best pop vocal album. Now there are different, hey. you know, categories under, you know, pop in itself, best pop solo performance, things like that. But this is best pop vocal album. Um, so the nominees here, and I and also just to define, this is for albums containing at least fifty-one percent playing time of new pop vocal recordings. So that is what makes things pop. Because a lot of time we we like, why the fuck is this, this is considered a pop artist? Like, what the fuck? Right. But you know what I'm saying? It it really gives a, a breakdown of that. Um. So the nominees are Justice, the Triple Chucks Deluxe version <laughs> by the Beebs, Justin Bieber, Planted Her Deluxe by Doja Cat. Happier Than Ever by Billie Eilish, Positions by Ariana Grande, and Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, no questions asked. Uh, well, I take that back. Yeah, no questions asked for me. Um, this would go to Doja for me, for Planet Her Deluxe. Um, Billie's album, I know it's just 51%. Billie's album doesn't give me pop. It gives me, it gives me, really gives me Alvaro Levine vibes in a certain sense. It's like, but it's also giving like, Swank R&B with that Lost Cause song. I mean, it's all over the place, but in a good way. Um, so it doesn't give me best pop vocal album. So I would definitely give it to Doja. Beeb's album, it's not really giving pop to me. Um, it's a mixed genre as well. Good album, but it, again, for me, it would be Doja Cat. Uh, no questions asked. Um, I love Ariana Grande, but Positions was probably like my least favorite album from her. Um so I definitely wouldn't give it to her. Um, Sour was, yeah, okay. But again, playing her by Doja. That's my vote. Who you got? Okay. Based off the category of pop vocal, I'm definitely going to give it to Ariana Grande. Yeah. Are we going to move on? It, 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 is, is that my favorite out of the, out of the category? <laughs> Absolutely not. And but, I love I mean, Ariana I Grande. Like, most, times, yeah. most times I love her album from start to finish on most occasions. This is yeah. like my least favorite. It just it doesn't have it for me. It feels rushed and like like she just did it for shits and giggles. Like it, it didn't feel like her. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I know you married now and shit, but like, damn girl. Oh damn, I up. forgot about that. I did too. Yeah, she is married. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So let's go ahead and move on to the next one. Now the next one is the best progressive RB album. Um, which used to be the best urban contemporary. Of course, they did change the name. Uh, this is for albums that is containing at least 
51% playing time of newly recorded progressive vocal tracks um, of R&B. So again, <laughs> it's R&B, but it's going to be more of a, like a, uh, I like to look at it as like kind of an alternative R&B in a sense. So it's going to be R&B, so it's going to be a little electronic, maybe a little R&B pop, maybe a little R&B rock, you know, things like that. Uh, the names in this category is going to be uh, New Light by Eric Billinger, uh, Corey Henry, Something to Say. Um, I can never say their name correctly. Hiatus, Coyote, Mood, Valiant, uh, Lucky Day, Table for Two, uh, Terrence Martin, Robert Glasper, Ninth Wonder, and Kasimi Washington, Dinner Party, Dessert, and Amazed to Go, Studying Aboard, Extended Stay. Um absolutely off top if I had to pick one it's going to be Table for Two by Lucky Day love that project he had Yeba he had um, R.I. Lennox on it he, uh, each song featured like a, a female artist um, so it was like them just kind of going back and forth absolutely love that project I'm getting with him off top I, I ain't need the other people yeah no now the dessert album that was a good product we'll say that but yeah it's automatically Lucky, lucky Day for me Okay. Um, I definitely gave this over to you because I hadn't listened to 95% of these. Um, when I thought of progressive R&B, I definitely was thinking like more along the lines of Janae Aiko type five. Yeah. Or yeah, that kind of sound. None of yeah. Masego gives me that vibe. Um, so I would I I my vote would be for him because I have heard some of that project from studying the products in the day, which I did like. Um. That's who it would be for me. Um, yeah, Lucky Days. I'm kind of new to Lucky Day. I'm kind of new, but that song he has with Ari Lennox is definitely a bop. It's definitely a groove. I love his sound. That's my boy. That's my boy. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, some people I'm late to, like, you know, Rod Wave or whatever his name is. I, I have never heard any of his songs. Like, some people I just, I'm not on. And you know me. I'm not a big R&B person in that sense. I like alternative, you know what I'm saying? That's my that's my yeah. gentleman. So that's what I was thinking when I started this category. But you know, best of luck to him. Again, my vote's for Masego, but moving on. Cool. Okay. So the next one is going to be this best R and B album. Just th- this one uh for the album contains at least fifty one percent of playing time of recordings. Uh, the nominees for this now Allegra in the ballot sky. Um John City again. Uh, Leon Bridges, Gold Digger, Mind Her, and Motherfucker Hotels by the. This was um, a, a, a good category for me. Um, Leon Bridges' album was pretty good. I haven't heard of the. Her, we talked about her album. I really wasn't feeling it. It was. It's gonna be between hotels and temporary high. I'm gonna have to go with snow. I absolutely love Jasmine Sullivan. I love Jasmine Sullivan to death. About her, especially her voice. Uh, but snow, snow's album to me, it, it just it more like just that vibe. You know, I like to smoke my weed, listen to snow. Chill out. Uh, she has Tyler Pharrell on the album. Production of uh, James Fonderoy uh, is on the album. So, um, 
Snow's more my speed. Now, I will say Hotels has been absolutely huge for Jasmine Sullivan. If Jasmine Sullivan does win this, which I would not be mad at at all, um, more, more power to her because she definitely deserves her thing. So I'm going to say Snow first. Cussed out for this, but I just... I, 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 Tangerine Dream, I love that album. I'm going to say Snow first and then Jasmine. Okay. Um, I know I've mentioned Hotels and what I thought of it. Um, I love, again, I love to see Jazz getting her accolades. She fucking deserves, and it seems like this project is getting her thing. I vote yes for that. It wasn't my favorite project by Jazz. Um, if you guys don't know, I mean, Jasmine's discography is, you know, I mean, it's Jasmine Sullivan. I mean, her voice is just, I mean, it's unmatched. Um, exactly. But I would also give this to Snow Allegra. Um, just if we're talking, like I said, for best R&B album, I mean, Snow's vibe is just, yeah, it's just a groove. I mean, it just puts you yeah. in that place. Like, I would love to have it on vinyl, you know, with a nice glass of wine, a good blunt roll, candles lit. I mean, it's, it's just a mood. It's a vibe. Yes, um, sir. Hotels is definitely for the empowerment of women. Women doing what the fuck they want. When they want to do, not answer nobody. I, I, I'm all for that. I, I vote for it, but wasn't my favorite project by her, so I definitely give it to Snow. Um, we've mentioned hers album. There are literally three songs on hers album that I absolutely love, but the rest of the album I could do without. Um, that song yeah. "Hard to Love" is literally a, a, it's a phenom with me. I play that on repeat, back to back. "Hard to Love," the song with Young Blue Paradise, and the song with Chris Brown. Um, I love those. Um, but everything else I could I could do without. Um, Leon Bridges, of course. I'm, I'm glad to see he's on here. Um, yeah. Cool. I haven't heard that project, but that's cool. And I haven't heard the Don Batiste project. So, eh. Snow, you got it for me, man. Moving on. Hey. <laughs> Moving on. So, now we are headed to this rap album. I asked this for this specifically because, like I said, I'm not a huge rap fan, but there are some that take the cake that do deserve our attention. Now, this is for albums containing at least 51% playing time of new rap recordings. So the people that are nominating this album, um, all of them really, except for one, really give that that rap thing. And the one I'm saying that is off really is Kanye. Um, right. Kanye West Donda is nominated, which, you know, Kanye dibbles and it splurges over into gospel. So that's why I mentioned that. Right. Um, the Off Season by J. Cole, uh, King's Disease 2 by Nas, and Call Me If You Get Lost by Tyler, the creator. Y'all already know who my vote for is. With, with we Tyler. already know. You you need not t- you need not say anything, but give Tyler his things, and I'm going to say give them his things and give them to him now. Um, yeah. He's won the Grammy before for best rap album, and he deserves it again here. Um, Nas is listen, y'all. Y'all know I'm not a Nas fan. I never have been. I do respect Nas for the position he has and the impact that he has made in music. Period. Um, I'm not a Nas fan, so I'm not going to pretend that I that I want him to win. Um, the off season, I thought was a great project. Um, J Cole killed it. It was a smash. That would definitely be a close number two for me. Um, that shit was rocking last summer. I remember playing that shit in the gym, and I was like, "My nigga." Um, <laughs> I just remember that little millionaire pun he made, and he was like, "The jokes on you." I was like, "Boy, that that resonated with me." And then Donda was a good project. Like I said, I don't think it's best rap album because, again, it dabbles in the gospel. And if we're right. strictly by the rules, you know, I do think that it, it's uh, it's diluted um, from what 
you know, best rap album should be. So for my, for me, my vote is for Call Me If You Get Lost. I thought the project was great. The production was awesome. Um, he had a theme. The theme flowed throughout the album, Call Me If You Get Lost. He got real personal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it really just spoke a lot to Tyler and why he's called the creator. I mean, it was, it was such a peek into his mindset. And he's just so artistic and, you know, fashionable. And I have nothing but great things to say for Tyler, the great, the creator. He's got my vote and I want him to have his place. Absolutely. No, hands down, Tyler, the creator deserves that one. There, there's no, there's no doubt in my mind. Amazing album. He had fucking DJ drama. Whole, he used to do his mixtapes back in the day. He brought that we shit all back. Got our toes out. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the shit's crazy. Um, that's what know, got me, boy. Oh man, yeah, Wayne. Uh, there. Um, I yeah. love here, Lil Wayne. Hot wind blows. I love that track. Yeah. Um, of course, I, I absolutely love Kanye West. Um, Kanye West. It, his album is kind of, I guess, more gospel. But again, you know, they do put it on here. And I'm glad the Grammys do this. They say it has to contain at least 51%. Right. So that that's why he got The 51% is probably other people rapping, not him. <laughs> let's be honest. Like maybe 49% of it is rap. <laughs> Let, I feel like the majority yeah. is gospel. <laughs> right. But yeah, Tyler most definitely hands down. Um, is getting there. So we, we go see, man. April 3rd is approaching. We're going to watch the Grammys and, and see uh, did our faves get picked, man. I'm, I'm really, really excited. I hate it got pushed back, but, you know, uh, the COVID has everything just all screwed up, man. And I just want to give an honorable mention to Mickey Guyton. Mickey Guyton, if you guys do not know, she's a black country music singer, and she is yes. actually nominated for Best Country Album. So major oh. shout out to her. She's actually, I think she's singing the national anthem for the Super Bowl. She is, is actually. Yes. And I saw I follow her on Instagram. Like her story is just so cool, man. And I, I feel like we are so underrepresented in that genre. So mm-hmm. it's great to see a black woman who is still staying true to herself, really being a representation for us in a whole different type of genre. I can only right. imagine the type of hate mail and ignorant stupidity she gets from fucking who knows what and she still perseveres through all that bullshit and makes right. it about the music and stays true to herself so i'm definitely you know cannot wait to hear her kill the super bowl um anthem i mean excuse me the national anthem excuse me and then just you know i hope that she also takes home you know best country album grammy so shout out yeah that'd be dope that'd be super well sir um i think we are near the end End is here. Uh, we're not. We're not going to make this a typical episode. We're not going to give roses, and you know, because obviously the roses will go to Janet Jackson. I mean, there's no questions asked. Um, but you know, we're not going to do roses. We're not going to do donkey of the of the week and all that shit. You know, we'll be back with that next week. Um, and also next week, I will be one year older. Hey, yeah, next week, man, we're going to come back with our regular program. We're going to do a little moving and shake it for my boy B Day. Hey, I'm gonna be fucked up. Fuck to the up. On this weekend, so y'all don't judge me. Uh, if you're on my Instagram, man, this your love. Send a little cash after feeling, <laughs> feeling you know nasty. Do your thing. Yeah, man. And 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 next week, man. You know, we we'll go. Hey, we might be fucked up when we record next week's episode for his birthday. Who who knows? Fuck I'm it. Celebrating the whole. It's a it's a party. Goddamn it. Month. 
Shout out to every black person out here, man. Shout out to every black person out here. It's our month. They give us one month, but really, it's, it's black history. Black history. <laughs> uh, well, we want to thank y'all for tuning in and staying with us again as we embark upon season two. We are ecstatic to be back with y'all. I said ecstatic again. I can't count how many times I said it, but you do the math. <laughs> um, so we're happy to be back on the mic, man. There's so many things that we got to say to y'all. And yeah, just let these artists keep doing what they do. Absolutely, man. We love y'all, and we will holler at y'all next week. Peace. 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 And none for Gretchen Wieners. Okay, goodbye.